Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 27 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to set out to get more sleep. Yes. I know how hard it is to overcome insomnia, so that's why I've put together 12 things you can do right now. Now, this isn't just about setting a bedtime, it's about setting yourself up to go to sleep. So if you're willing to work towards waking up more refreshed, grab a notebook and pen and let's dive in. Hey, Survivor, welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. I remember when I was on a business trip across the country after the murders and being wide awake in my hotel room one night having flashbacks, survivor's guilt, and being paralyzed with fear over every little noise that I heard. At one point, I even thought that he knocked on my hotel room door, and he was literally in jail thousands of miles away. I was hypervigilant for weeks, checking windows, doors, and just unable to calm myself down and get to sleep. On top of that, I've for the longest time labeled myself as a night owl, been a chronic overthinker, anxious, and unable to shut my brain off. That being said, here are 12 things that have helped me to slip into sleep mode. Number one, stop the self-betrayal. Oftentimes, we betray ourselves by not simply honoring our bedtime. This could be because of FOMO. It could be because whatever it is that we're doing in the moment when we are supposed to go to bed feels good and we don't want to abandon that. Or it could be because of guilt and shame. Maybe we didn't get all of our to-dos checked off during the day. We didn't get all the things done that we were supposed to get done. And so to compensate for that, we think we have to stay up late in order to do the things. And then we end up hurting ourselves in the end by not getting enough rest and being able to function at our best the next day. So it is so important to not fight the natural feeling of being sleepy and to practice honoring your bedtime, to just shut it down, go to bed and trust that you will be much better off the next day, have more energy and be more attentive, more in tune so that you can perform at a higher level. Number two, take away the tech. We try to sleep with our tech, take it to bed with us, check those emails one more time, maybe even reply to prove our worth on the job, make it look like we're on it. And 
Maybe take one more peek at social media. Maybe you're taking a peek at the narcissist's social media to see what they're up to. A lot of times we do this to escape, to unwind. It could be more FOMO kicking in. Or like I said, to prove our worth, say, if it's a job-related situation where we're trying to respond to emails or show people that we're still working, or if we have overseas colleagues to keep the communication flowing so that no one can say that we're not on top of our work or we're not being communicative. And the truth of the matter is, is that it can wait. And it is so important to take it out of the bedroom, to power down like one to two hours before bed, take the tech out of the bedroom, plug it in away from you, preferably out of the bedroom, and to have the lights out and away from you. Even that that fake light, that artificial light can contribute to stress and really disrupt uh, your body's system that tells it to power down for the night. And that can really be disruptive to your sleep and leave you tired and just not at your best the next day. Number three, close the kitchen. Sometimes we eat too late. We eat too close to bedtime. And it could be that we are distracted that we under ate earlier in the day and so we're hungry. It could be a coping mechanism for stress or just some other emotional uh, situation. And a lot of times when we get in that mode, we're not necessarily reaching for things that are best for us, maybe not the best quality food. And it is so important, say three hours before or just, you know, as early as possible before bed to close the kitchen and to really claim it as closed. And especially to stay away from, say, alcohol, artificial colors, things that are acidic, caffeine, energy drinks, and to opt for something like maybe drinking water or a cup of herbal tea maybe having a piece of fruit if you really need something or just not having anything at all and just making the decision to start fresh the next day. And if you do have to have something, say like a piece of fruit, maybe a banana or maybe some cherries, something that's going to support a restful night's sleep maybe even a few nuts, like some hazelnuts or walnuts or maybe peanuts. But more importantly, to really shut down the kitchen in plenty of time before time for bed so that you have the best possible sleep. Number four, evaluate your environment. Fear, hypervigilance over what has happened to you can keep you up and anxious. Been there. And it is so important to scan the room. Uh, One of my counselors shared this exercise with me during a session, and it was so helpful to me because I was really anxious and agitated and dysregulated when I came into the session. 
And the idea is to scan the room and to slowly and clearly state out loud what is in the room, making note of the things that you see in the room. I see a plant over in the corner. I see a chair over here. I see a side table. I see a stack of books. And to, in doing that, you are literally claiming, you know, what is in your environment and really taking time to process how does that feel? And the idea is to really help yourself to understand that whatever it is that you are hypervigilant about, that you're in a place where that's, there's no imminent danger and to help calm you down in the moment so that you can think clearly and refocus, ground. Number five, watch what you watch. Sometimes we watch triggering TV and movies right before bed, and we do this for entertainment. We're bored. We want to escape. Maybe you had a rough day at work. Maybe the narcissist in your life is someone at the job. And sometimes it could be just for the thrill of it. And the content in these shows and films can be counterproductive to rest or sleep. And it's can be really stressful. And it's so important to fill your mind and to set your sights on happy scenes or images for a better, calmer sleep at night. And if you do have the urge to watch a thriller or something that is maybe more triggering or stressful um, and more anxiety (laughs) creating to start earlier or maybe save it for the weekend when you don't have to get up and go to work the next day where your sleep is really critical to your performance or to just say no and to avoid that kind of content. Number six, take a sunset stroll. Walking at sunset can help to signal your body that it's time to unwind. It's time to settle down for sleep. And this is not about, say, doing anything super rigorous. Uh, It's more about, say, having some movement and adding to the activity that you've already had during the course of the day to increase your body's need for sleep so that you can really settle in for a good long night's restful sleep. You can take a meditation walk by yourself. You can walk your dog, which is something that you would have to do anyway, pretty much. You could grab a friend or a partner, and this will prompt your circadian clock that it's time to sleep at nighttime which will help you to power down. Number seven, take a warm bath or a shower. This is a good nighttime routine element that can help ease you into sleep mode. And you may want to even let your body air dry for a little bit just to cool off so that you are all set to go to sleep. 
And if you're not really in the mood for or you don't want to do a warm bath or shower, you could even do a warm foot soak and just soak your feet, you know, pour some salts and some essential oils maybe into a bath and just stick your feet in, sit on the side of the tub and do that. Or if you have a foot bath or one of those uh, foot spas, I used to have one years ago and I loved using that and, you know, activating the massager if you have that and scrubbing your feet, massaging your feet with uh, your favorite lotion or oil and putting some socks on and just really setting the tone for relaxation and pampering yourself in that way and practicing that self-care. Number eight, soothing sounds, white noise, relaxation music, maybe even a guided meditation can help you to settle into sleep mode. And you could use an app like the Calm app, or you can just pipe music in to your room. Uh, Maybe if you have surround sound, for example, you can pipe music into the room, nature sounds, find a channel that's got some things like that, birds chirping, ocean sounds, whatever's going to really help you to calm down, relax, get grounded. Number nine, sleep scents. You can take essential oils and put those into a diffuser like lavender, chamomile, Um, It could even be something grounding like a frankincense or sandalwood or a blend. Sometimes there are sleepy time blends uh, in terms of essential oils that you can diffuse in your room. You can maybe drop onto a tissue and slide under your pillow uh, just so that you surround yourself with those sleep inducing scents. I love lavender And it's my favorite. And it's one of those essential oils that you can actually apply to your skin and put on your pulse points. And they can also help you to calm down and drift off to sleep. Number 10, brain dump before bed. You might want to keep a journal to record your hurts, hangups, thoughts, feelings, and ideas even to help you power down when you're holding a lot in your heart and in your head. It can keep you up at night. It can stress you out. And to be able to get all of that out, uh, say in the form of writing it into a journal or even recording on voice memo, and it'll also help keep you, say, if you have a partner from overloading your partner and putting them in a position that they're not really equipped to handle, to be able to get out what you need to get out, just to free yourself up to settle down. Number 11, have a tea time. And there are different teas that you can get. Definitely check with your with any teas or essential oils, anything uh, herb related. You want to check with your doctor and just be mindful of any allergies or sensitivities that you have and consult with uh, your practitioner to see what might work best for you. A tea time might be a way to power down if that helps you out, say a chamomile tea if that's your jam or something with lavender in it. There's valerian, there's 
kava kava. There's all kinds of different uh, teas and tinctures that you can have that can, and plus the warmth of the water that can really help to calm your body down, help you settle down and prepare you for sleep. Number 12, meditation and breathing. Again, you can use an app like the Calm app. I love that one. Uh, You can also practice breathing on your own, just really intentionally, you know, taking deep breaths in and then holding, say, and then releasing and making sure the exhale is longer than the inhale and the hold so that you really get the benefits and are able to calm your body down. Also, you may even want to count your breaths and even doing something like that can help lull you to sleep. You know, you heard, I'm sure about people talking about counting sheep, but even counting your breaths can be a way to calm yourself down and ease into sleep mode. Let's recap 12 things that you can do to slip into sleep mode. Number one, stop the self-betrayal. Number two, take away the tech. Number three, close the kitchen. Number four, evaluate your environment. Number five, watch what you watch. Number six, take a sunset stroll. Number seven, take a warm bath or shower. Number eight, try soothing sounds. Number nine, sleep sense. Number 10, brain dump before bed. Number 11, have a tea time. Number 12, meditation and breathing. Regardless of the nature of the relationship, the insomnia struggle is real after narcissistic abuse. And you can rest assured that the narcissist will continue to do what they do with or without you. So focus on your sleeping and improve your healing. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.